This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow Up Friday. Uh, this one is packed with um, some just real good real good stuff for you guys. We've got mm-hmm. ravens, we've got dragon eggs, we've got trivia, we've got all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've not looked at any of these ravens yet. That's so okay. That's how I like to do it. That's I like, how I like to just go <laughs> into it, okay? That's great. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, do we want to do trivia first? Yeah, let's uh, trivia. Um, so, the winner. So, the question was, what was the name of a wildling wife? Um, this is kind of like the their warriors. The answer is spear wife. And mm-hmm. uh, the winner, yeah. Lady Lauren. Let's go. Yeah, reclaiming. <laughs> reclaiming. I think she was, was she the first trivia winner? Uh, she no no she, no she was she was the first one to steal it from from, from Lord Adam, Adam Parker, Parker. yeah yeah yep. she got in there yeah um and mm-hmm. honestly she's been I think second and third here different mm-hmm. weeks in and out you know so yeah so uh, anyway Sir Ezra um I asked him this one last week he was caught off guard <sighs> spear wife one yeah yeah and I'm yeah. also caught off by caught off guard by this other one this next one yeah because yeah, I'm um, just not a fan of the Ironborn okay yeah it's okay it's okay okay <laughs> all right so this one I'm just gonna say is tricky yeah yep. To say the least. <laughs> what is the name of a true Ironborn wife? I'll repeat that again. What is the name of a true Ironborn wife? And I wouldn't give any more hints. I would just emphasize nope. the word true. True. That's all I would emphasize. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to have to update the doc here uh, this weekend. So hopefully by Saturday. Mm-hmm. I should know who the next winner is, and we can uh, update that. And then we, we've talked about doing that point system, and I know people were excited to maybe do something like that and get points for mm-hmm. second, you know, play. Well, I mean, we talked about a window. We're right. still, we're still, that we're still, yeah, we're still working on that. But we have right something. Right now, it's first come, first serve. Yeah, but we've come up with, I think, a better idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that is we wanted to give people a opportunity um, to, this is for the people who maybe, you know, don't, live in good time zones for when right. we release the yeah. episode yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So um, this is something, this is how it works is we just randomly kind of uh, like, I'll just kind of say something. <laughs> I I'm it is, the way it works is I'm kind of an ideas person. Mm-hmm. And Sir Ezra yeah. is kind of the guy who comes in and is okay. Shirts to shape my ideas. The details. And, mm-hmm. You know, we need to find details. Mm-hmm. And I had said, um, <clears throat> you know, what if like, something about like Easter eggs? And then yeah. I said, well, maybe we call it dragon eggs. And then, yeah, so Ezra went nuts, and then we came up with this great idea. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is, and we kind of said it because last week we had said, um, if you can find the point that we actually had to stop the podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and the only, only time it's, we've the done only it. time we've ever done it because we have to do everything in one take. Uh-huh. 
Um, we'll we'll send you something. We haven't really decided on what yet. Um, Lady Kelsey is going nuts. She's going she's going crazy. nuts trying trying yeah. to trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I do believe I gave a hint and said it isn't a follow up Friday, so yes. at least I uh, should cut that down. But that kind of can turn- I also give one since we haven't had anybody. Just mm-hmm. let's just say this: Sir Ezra is really stumped. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just tell you that. Okay, moving on. Yeah, he's really good at uh, he's really good at editing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Um, but that's the only time. That's it's the, the only, only time, time I've ever done it. We one shot everything. Everything. So. Yep. Yeah. We'll anyway. tell you if we don't. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if we've turned it into this idea into this dragon egg contest, which we're subbing out for the idea of Easter eggs. So yep. um, what we're going to do is we're going to do these every couple months, every yeah. so often. Yeah. And two, you two have three months. Yeah. You. The way it works is we will think about something that we said, maybe a specific phrase. And it can be for any episode we've ever used this term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any episode. All you got to do is timestamp it, send us an email, and please title the email Dragon Egg. Yep. Um, Dragon Egg Contest. So then it'll be a lot easier. You have one week. Yep. So this will be, we always record these on Thursday. They post on Friday. Yep. So one week from Friday. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, to find any time we've said this phrase and it puts you in it puts you into a drawing so anyone can enter yeah and uh we'll draw the names out of hat we're gonna do a first place and a second place and then we're gonna send you a prize yep so yeah um it'll be by you have till the the 27th Mm -hmm. uh to go find a phrase which we're about to to kind of talk about here and once you locate that phrase you timestamp it send us the um, the, the time that we said it in the episode, mm-hmm. and the first one we're going to do is pretty easy. I mean, we've said it pretty, quite yeah, a bit. pretty easy. We'll, um, we'll, we'll say it was in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, it should be should be pretty simple to yeah, find. It should, um, you know. So, and then then that enters you once I get the if you got the correct if you got the I go check the timestamp mm-hmm. if it's the right phrase and yeah. it all works out then cool. And I'll say this: it includes any episode we've recorded. It's true that goes all Clear the way back. all the way back even before we uh decided uh-huh. to bend the knee That's any true. of that stuff will work as well <laughs> it will if yeah. you want to if you know a specific spot there that should make it really easy yeah it should. <laughs> really it should. easy if you it just should. look at the way some of those episodes are titled yeah um okay, so anyway the- so the phrase is as thick as a castle wall mm-hmm. and the prize will be um, a signed copy from Sir Ezra and Sir Matt, as well as some other goodies. Um, so we have the little pins yeah. and, uh, you know, some fun stuff, some fun stuff we'll throw in there. Um, copy of a Knight of seven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's, is, it's illustrated. It's, it's illustrated. Beautiful. It's, you haven't it's, seen it. It's, it's, we, it's a, it's a hard cover and I myself, am not a fan of hard covers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like this one. I really, mm-hmm. I really, really like it a lot. Yeah. Well, and we've we've uh, talked this book up so much. It's so good on the podcast. And people keep people keep messaging yeah. us. We just got one from uh, I believe his name was uh, oh, yeah, Ryan Brady, who hits us up yep. every Ryan Brady seven, I think hits us up every so often. He he literally just sent us an Instagram message before recording, and he was like, guys, I I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. You hear oh, yeah. a lot more about Blood Raven and a lot yeah. more about the more. Blackfire Rebellion. Oh yeah, and then you get Sir Duncan the Tall, who's yeah great. And I can't he's yeah. in the thick of it. I really. We've said this before. Encourage people to go get the audio book because the audio book is excellent. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, but the physical book is amazing as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we'll do the drawing uh, next um, Friday. I mean, really. So should we? Should we make? Well, should we have people submit before? Well, we could do? announce it on that Sunday. That Sunday, okay, That's, or the, on, on our 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 Monday uh, Monday episode. show. Monday yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. We record on Sundays. Okay, so our cool. Monday our Monday episode will will announce who the winner was. There you go. Awesome. And we're also going to have a second place prize, um, and that'll change from time to time. But it's 
Uh, second, we'll just do a second person, really mm-hmm. not second place. Just the first person we draw from a hat or whatever um, gets the uh, the book, the signed book, mm-hmm. and then the next person will do one more and we'll do a Funko Pop. Yep. You know, or something. I th- I'm thinking Funko Pop yeah. this first time. So Yeah, but yeah. well, that, the nice thing is if we do a Funko Pop, then we can kind of maybe pick which one yeah. you want. Yeah, and yeah. If you don't want Jon Snow, you can get you know, Tyrion or whatever. <laughs> maybe not the, like, you know, super expensive Daenerys on the dragon that's, like, 30 yeah, bucks. Maybe maybe we'll the, uh, yeah, maybe not that. More of the standard ones here. Uh, so, uh, just yeah. like Robert We're, Baratheon, you know, it's a recession. So Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, anyways, that, that should be fun. So, uh, go search for the phrase, uh, thick as a castle wall. Send us the timestamp, uh, title that email, dragon egg, and we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving up, moving All on. All right, here, let's go ahead and head into some of the ravens here. Um, yeah, this first one is just a, a quick little kind of a comment. Um, you know, a recent listener, um, Tanner. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, I love the show. Y'all make my cubicle job bearable. Uh, this is the first podcast that has ended my three year Joe Rogan experience binge. Keep <laughs> up the good work and I'll do uh, my best to show you show you off to all my friends. I was wondering where do patron members listen to the extra episodes? Yeah. So put that in here first, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, our, our Patreon has the Black Council episodes. Uh, Sir Matt and I are working on uh, this Saturday posting um, the um Oh gosh, it's Rogue lost Prince. Rogue Prince, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the uh, a uh, Damon Targaryen. Yep, mm-hmm. um, and that's the lead up to the Dance with Dragons. Yeah, so we're going to posting that uh, on Patreon. So you can actually, there's a couple ways you can do it. If you go to the main, you have to be on a laptop. You can't really on your phone. It's on, if you have the app on your phone, you can just press play and listen right there. Mm-hmm. You can download the episode right to your Patreon app, and you're good to go. If you're on a um, a computer. And you want to, you know, kind of, if you don't want to go between apps, like I, I listen on iTunes and uh, to all my podcasts. And so when I want to, when I support someone on Patreon, I go get their RSS feed. You have to kind of go to their actual, um, the front of their page. You can copy and paste the RSS uh, feed into your player. And I actually just posted directions on this um, on the Facebook page. And I think it's pinned to the top of the page. If not, it's just a few posts down, and it kind of gives you directions on how to listen to those episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, the easiest way is just to download the Patreon app. You can send us messages that way. You can you know, vote on the polls, and you can just listen to those episodes right there in the app. Yeah. So, okay. And you do, of course, have to be a patron yeah. to get them. Now, yeah. sometimes we, we release content, though, that's just free to everybody. It's just like maybe if it doesn't fit in our format. Like mm-hmm. let's say we want to release something on a Tuesday. It's good to go ahead and follow it because – we might do like if we're alive, like we're thinking about going to um, to a con and like a live reaction from a con. Yeah, we're just posting that on Facebook, and we might not post it on the actual main podcast. Right. We might do like a quick summary, like, "Hey guys, this right. weekend we did this," but you know. Um, and so we also and we we uh, we have we have, we have some theories recorded and stuff like that, and then for that extra kind of stuff, sometimes we do that on YouTube as well. So yeah, yeah. So it's good to follow all those things and just kind of you mm-hmm. know if you wanna follow along, participate. Um, okay, uh, next. Raven here. A bannerman has no name. Yeah. Um, greeting, good, uh, good sirs. I hope that you are both well. Um, if you have already covered my question below and I missed it, I apologize. No worries, it's fine. Um, let's see here. What, what, what do we have? I would like to get your thoughts on how you think House Tully and specifically the Blackfish may play a part in the upcoming books. I am a House Tully fan first and foremost. No, we are not all either Stark or Targaryen only. Yeah, preach it. Uh huh. And I hope that um, you know that uh, um, that similarly how you know, how most of us believe um, will happen with. Oh, what I totally misread that. Sorry. 
um, foremost, and I hope that um, to how most of us believe this will happen with Dorn, Tully will be more instrumental in the upcoming books. Okay, yeah, so Dorn kind of, um, as we got into the series, Dorn becomes more and more involved and is a bigger player. So, yeah, hopefully Tully, House Tully does have a more instrumental role you mm-hmm. know, uh, moving forward. Uh, I feel like the TV show has brushed over the fact that Edmure is not uh, is not yet dead, um, and their premature killing of the Blackfish seemed to be a necessary convenience due to the constraints of time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was a number. There are a number of theories out there regarding the Blackfish and House Tully, such as joining forces with Lady Stoneheart or rallying the forces in the Riverlands. Uh, still loyal to Tully and heading north to join the main battle, among others. I enjoyed your uh, discussion on theories regarding Hoster Teller's dying words, and I hope that something related to this seed planted by by Gurr uh, comes to fruition in the future books. Nymeria, Lady Stoneheart, and the Blackfish could make a formidable combination, and then Arya heading south to join them would make sense and be a great way to keep Arya's path uh, developing in such a way that she maintains her deep house loyalties, but without following the same path um, as the more traditional Stark family members. That's interesting. You know, you don't always really associate Arya with, with, the, Tullys. Um, with the Tullys, really, you know, because of how similar she looked mm-hmm. to, you know, like uh, Liana and just mm-hmm. the Starks, you know. Um, he goes on to say... Um, I do not have a firm theory on exactly what will play out with House Tully. I really just want to see uh, them give the the respect, given the the respect and attention that they deserve, uh, given the house's rich history and personalities. That's true. The Riverlands. I mean, since the conquest, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and House Tully, it's been a big. Well, House Tully is the real reason I think John or Rob Stark is able to. Oh do yeah. as well as as well he does because he has yeah. the support of House Tully. Also, I will say I think the coolest title is Lord Paramount of the Triton. Yeah, I know. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a super cool It's a name. pretty big deal, yeah. Uh, the Riverlands is such a key location that the rulers uh, of the Trident, Trident region deserve to be um, in the thick of the action as it builds up to the climax. True. Um, they do not deserve to dwindle into obscurity as the TV show seems to be determined to do with them. Thanks again for your time and efforts uh, uh, that you dedicate to the podcast. Sincerely, a Bannerman has no name. Uh, thank you for the Raven. Yeah, so Sir Matt, um, I'm gonna look up something real quick. But initial take on that, you know, like uh, um, first of all, House I have Tully. to, I do have to agree that House Tully does not kind of get the uh, recognition that they deserve. Even I'll even say this: really, when you think of some of the other char- some of the Stark children, um, like Sansa, I I don't. Maybe it's just because of the way of the people she interacts with. I almost think more of House Aaron as that secondary house. Um, just oh, yeah. because it's her aunt and she goes there, you know what I mean? And then, um, in the show, she brings in the Knights of the Veil, you know, to help John at the battle of the at battle of the bastards, which probably is the way it's going to go in the books. Um, if I just had to kind of take a broad guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you don't really think about the, the Tully's, um, and he's right. Edmure Tully in the show just kind of gets like written off. Yeah. Like you kind of, you kind of, you kind of forget that he's. That he's there, but really the Riverlands is actually like they're like pretty, they're pretty strong. Like they're pretty like, like I want to say like underrated kind of army and force because they do fight with Rob against the Lannisters, well, and they're like you know what I mean they're helping push they're helping like they hold Tywin Lannister yeah 
Yeah, you know, I, you know, I yeah, bet. Do. Like, <laughs> well, the, the the other thing, you know, um, look at House Frey's relationship with House Tully, mm-hmm. you know, and being uh, slighted or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, they get a lot of attention too. So right. I'm I'm kind of, you know, in agreement here that House Tully, you know, going forward as as you say that the we've talked about where the last battle could happen. A lot of people think it's gonna happen at the Trident, <laughs> right at the yeah. Trident, right in. The, so I mean, I, House Tully is gonna be pivotal, and it's important, you know, um, that they get some focus. I just think it's interesting, like you just said, that Sansa does go to the Vale, and that Arya was actually originally trying to get back to, you know, um, the Riverlands yeah. and, to, and to get in, you know, to um, her uncles. Yeah, you know, that was her original goal. With the I, you know, and uh, there's this a line from Arya. I believe it's Arya's first chapter. Um, but it's er- certainly early in a, in a Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know why I keep going back to it. It's when Arya, uh, she leaves, she runs away from Septim Bourdain. She wants to go see Bran and well, uh, she thinks it's going to be Rob and, or Joffrey or whatever fighting. And then she's ta- she's having this conversation with John, and they're talking about how Joffrey has both um, sigils, right? Or in his banner, he has both of them. He has the yes, mm-hmm. he has the stag and the lion, right? And uh, he says to Arya, like, you know, what if you had that? And she's like, a wolf with a fish in its mouth. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't know. I've just, I just I I always I don't know why that line for some reason just always comes to my head, but I feel like there's something more to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Let me just read real quick uh at, like at the end of here um uh, Brendan you know um and what's happening with the Blackfish at the end of this because it's somewhat um it was a little foggy to me, but so Queen Cersei uh, sends Jamie actually to um deal with the Riverlands mm-hmm. to end the siege, right? Um, he actually has like sort of like a, a parlay, right? He meets with um, Brendan, and Brendan comes out basically to hear the reasons why uh, you know the Blackfish didn't return Sansa and Arya, yeah. and to see Jamie's stump. I forgot that he's kind of a <laughs> he's sadistic. Oh, Brendan Tully is sweet. He's a badass. He's yeah. sweet. Yeah. So he um, House Tully, by the way, is so Sir Ezra and I have talked about like if we were like because. We have the houses we just kind of support through the mm-hmm. stories and stuff. But we talk about yeah. we've, we've talked about what house do you think like you would actually be in? And I always say I think I think Sir Ezra. I don't know. He's just hey, your personality and stuff. I just think I, I think a lot of the Blackfish. The, yeah. I just feel like the Tully. That is like yeah, that could, is yeah like for the, sure. What house you'd be in? Yeah. Um, so um, let's see here. So they at one point Jamie also um, says to him, "If you surrender and all this stuff, you can take the black and whatnot." And he thinks I'm, I'm just going off of a song of ice, uh, song of ice and fire wiki here for a refresher. He thinks to Jon Snow, and I actually re- remember this from the book, and that he didn't. Um, Catelyn, Cat didn't trust him, yeah. you know, and it was, or she just didn't like Jon, you know, yeah. and so he kind of wonders if he would be accepted there, or if the Lannisters, you know, helped to promote Jon to Lord Commander, you know. Yeah. The, the, it's funny that you know politics aren't supposed to reach up to the wall, and you know, but they do. But they do, you know, and well, because so. they get they get ticked um, Cer- uh, when Cersei is like queen, and like, and when you get to her POV chapters, um, she, I think she's having it's when she's having a conversation with Kevin. Is they like because John is having Stannis mm-hmm. uh, and his men kind of fortify the wall, and they write up to him and they say, "No, this isn't how this is supposed to go." And she's trying to think of a way to like put down Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Basically, long story short, here when um, Jamie is trying to settle this, and I think at one point they they offer to go over the walls. Um, they want to smear him with arrows, you know, all this good stuff. But really, it's kind of close to the show, and that Edmure can go in, and, and he's sent in, and, and is able to, um, you know, uh, 
command that they mm-hmm. give up the fortress, mm-hmm. you know, um, there at River Run. And, and, and Brendan, once he gets in there, Edmure gives, um, before he gives the castle to Jamie, he allows Brendan to escape, you know, by swimming, you know, underneath right. and kind of getting away. So in the, in, the, in the show, we see this epic, like, battle scene. You know, we don't, it's one of those things that, you know, Sir Matt has said, the show does this where you might not see him. You, we don't actually see him killed, do we? No. He just runs up the stairs and, and supposedly dies. Right. In battle. Or they, maybe they mention it. They, they well, you just, later. you just hear, you, you see him, like, he, like, he, like, yeah, he goes, he goes up the stairs and you kind of hear some, like, armor right. clanging. And then yeah, that's, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of it. But, um, I, um, do they do it the same way in the book? I'm, like, totally blanking right now. Where well, they, they send Edmund, where they send Edmure in and, like, Black Flesh just. Uh, doesn't want him to. Well, in, you, in the show, they send in Edmure because he's the command. Like once he gets in the castle, they have to listen to him. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, because I'm it just, says, it says totally Jamie convinces, Edmure. you know, Edmure. That's right. You know, to surrender the castle with the promise that, that Brendan and the garrison, uh, right. can take the black, you know? Um, and so he does, I think do that. It's, I think he threatens to kill, I think it might be similar to like he's threatening his family, gotcha, type of thing. Yeah. So, um, and, and he goes in and, and surrenders, and basically everyone that's in there can take the black, and it's basically going to be a Lannister keep. I mean, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it spares. It's basically they're either all going to die, everyone in there is going to die, right? Or you can go in and save a bunch of lives. Yeah, is is basically kind of the way Jamie uh, looks at it. So now l- moving forward. Um, where does the black, how does the, does the blackfish come back? It, does he rally support? Does he circle back? As I always say to lady Stoneheart, yeah. you know, are we back to her? Mm-hmm. Thank you, by the way, for sending me back to her yeah. <laughs> because it's been a while. So, um, he's declared an outlaw and, and, and Jamie, um, after he resolves that, the, the, the siege, you know, I think it's, uh, Jonas Bracken, uh, and, and the, one of the Blackwoods talks about, you know, that they haven't seen him. He hasn't come to. Uh, Raven Tree Hall and and all this good stuff. So he's not to be found yet. Right. He's barely mentioned in the Dance of Dragons. It was Feast of Crows where um, the siege was taking place and, and everything was happening. So what do you think, Sir Matt? I mean, go, I mean, this is one of those things where you can kind of just, you know, you're yeah, at I the don't end think, of the road. Yeah, I don't think he's dead. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's dead. And you know, this is this is something where I think the show th- uh, there's two deaths. I'm gonna air quote here in the show that I think maybe they didn't show you them die because it's a nod to what's going to happen in the books. Because it's always rubbed me the wrong way that you don't see the Blackfish die and you don't see Stannis die in the show. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like in the show and you know also in the books is that Gurr wants to make it as obvious as possible that they're dead, right? Like the mountain doesn't just kill Oberyn Martell. Yeah. He like sticks, you know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, crushing his there's skull no doubt open. that he's dead yeah there's no doubt that he's <laughs> dead right yeah and so in the show you have these two characters that are kind of predominant characters and stannis baratheon who's like you know a huge deal and he's and he and the blackfish are killed off screen that just seems odd yeah it just seems odd to me and the only thing i can think of is maybe it's like a nod I don't know, to the fact that maybe they are there's not. Something more there's something more of them in the, the books. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think of that they don't do that. Yeah, I think the only thing the show that they do with the Blackfish is I think they mention that he... He's died, yeah. That he died. But I don't think they actually don't show They definitely it. don't show it. So it's one of those things where... It's know, implied. Yeah. But, I mean, if he goes back to... Let me go back to the Raven here real quick just so I can uh, sure up any, any more of these uh, thoughts. Because the, the, the idea is um, that he would go back to Lady Stoneheart and possibly Arya... 
uh, going south. Mm-hmm. Maybe meet, and we, she's still over in Bravos and stuff. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, right now. A uh, long way to go, but perhaps could come back and, and go down and rendezvous there uh, because the, the Brotherhood Without Banners is split. You know, um, you've got those. And I think it's great. I always forget this little detail that, um, oh gosh, that Ned, that Edark uh, Dane has actually split and taken half yeah. of the Brotherhood Without Banners. And he mm-hmm. was, you know, he was squiring under Beric Dondarrion, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he's like, what's going to happen there, man? That's that's where my mind's, you know, wandering to. But um, I think it would be very different to see Lady Stoneheart with one of her daughters, Arya. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, that would be. Um, so, and we don't even know too with with all of this how, you know, the way they did it in the show, Brienne uh, actually is able to go into in, into the castle and into the keep, and she's actually sent by Sansa. Not the case here. We believe that Brienne, if you know, uh, in her last meeting in the woods there, and she was hanging from a rope, you know, uh, is able is actually sent to uh, to bring Jaime Lannister back yeah. to Lady Stoneheart. You know, so she's going for completely different purposes there mm-hmm. in the in the books. Um, <clears throat> it's very interesting, and it definitely seems like Gurr's got a lot planned for that, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, but I, and, you know, Brendan was also someone. The Blackfish was someone who, I think he was in charge. He was in charge of of Rob, a lot of Rob's, um, oh, outriders. Right. What do you call yep. them? Scouts. Yeah. You know, um, and and so he eyes and ears type of guy. So he's somebody that they trusted and. Um, People can rally around him. He's stubborn. You know, um, I could definitely see him rallying some support, you know, for or, or I mean, think about this. If the, if the Lannisters have complete control over Riverrun, you know, and 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 if they have I mean, Sir Matt, are they going to send all of these men, you know, yeah, to know. to take the black? You know, what's going to happen no. along along the way? Are they raided? And then, you know, the Blackfish gets his army back and they're kind of like bandits moving from place to place, you know, um, trying to rebel still you know join up with the brotherhood without banners yeah so didn't uh i'm like in some back because i know he has like a pretty sweet history didn't he fight he fought in the war of the nine penny kings didn't he uh i don't know which is the final what is it, in the, is he, it did, yeah. he, the, he? yeah he fought in the yeah he fought in the uh war of the nine penny kings which was the final blackfire rebellion wow yeah yeah and he gained a lot of fame then he fought in robert's rebellion yeah he's a boss yeah and i love his titles too um, he's, he's warden of the South marches, right? Yeah. Um, night of the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Formally, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just super cool. So, and like the way he got his sigil is super cool. And that like somebody called him like the blackfish, you know, it's like, you're like, instead of like the black sheep of the family. So he just thought it was funny and took yeah. it as yeah. his, like a personal coat of arms. And yeah. that's what everyone calls him now. Yeah. He's, I, hees a cool character. He's cool. And, and I, the guy who plays him in the show does, I think a real, oh, yeah. an excellent job of playing that character. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Great, great question. And uh, if you guys have more thoughts on on the Blackfish and maybe where he could, you know, end up going and stuff, uh, I always thought, you know, gosh, it's again, it's why I say it every week. You know, getting saturated with the show. You know, um, I did remember this one though. I remembered that he, you know, that it, it didn't go the same way, and that, uh, you know, that that he does get away, and um, you know, we don't really know what his fate is going to be. Yeah. So interesting. Okie doke. Um, on to the next raven. Mm-hmm. Which I believe is uh, the ghost of Harrenhal. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll read this one. You know, last uh, was it last week? Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. we have to say thank you to the ghost of Harrenhal. Yeah. And we haven't mentioned this yet. I think we, we shared it on Facebook. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! Winter 
is <laughs> coming, guys. In case you, in case you had forgotten, the and he ghost, went way, he or she, he or went, she, he or she, okay, don't be went way out of their way, yeah, to get these to us. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, and it's it's uh, so the ghost we, did the ghost. Yeah. Yes, um, we had uh, this came through uh what type this came on horseback so essentially yeah this, this wasn't sent by a raven but um no so this is a carrier came, raven like, yeah, possibly maybe it's big package um anyways we got uh you know this package from 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 the ghost and and the only note inside i love it was just winter is coming and the way i i i i am i kind of inferred uh from it's like obsidian it's dragon glass mm-hmm. you know we got dragon glass arrows so mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like a um Wishing us good fortune in the wars to come. Mm-hmm. And so be prepared. Gather your dragon glass. Get your arrowheads. You know, prepare. Be ready. I think we should get a dagger, my friend. Yeah. I think we should actually get, you know, a straight yeah. up dagger. Um, so anyways, you know, last week um, we, had a, we had a good raven, you know, from, from the ghost. Every week it's, it's great. Um, and uh, it, was, it was about Sir Barristan Selmy, you know. And I, unfortunately, you know, was just sort of bamboozled a little bit because as i said you know last week i sometimes forget where characters where the the thread ended and that's why you know as we were doing this i was telling sir matt uh it's so important for me to go back and read a dance of dragons because i mean i remember some of their threads but you know there's so many different characters and it's like where did it end and where are they Uh, a great resource for you guys if you haven't uh, come across this yet is the song of ice and fire um app Mm-hmm. You can actually there's it's a dial. It's basically the wiki. It's great. And you can you can slide the dial and you can actually see on a map where characters currently are. All of them. Mm-hmm. You can just put them all yeah. in. Yeah. So the app is the app is free and you basically get like the map of Westeros and you can zoom in and everything. Right. Um it's 20 bucks to unlock the whole thing. You can yeah. actually I believe you could the way they you the way you buy it is like through spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so like oh, I've read this book, I've read this book. Um you just I, buy the whole thing it's worth buying the whole it's thing. It's worth it's worth the 20 bucks. Absolutely. Either yeah. I never ever encourage people to buy apps because uh, I just I'm kind of against that. I think it's kind of dumb and a cheap way to do it. But this yeah. app is worth it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, okay, so good sirs. Speaking on dragons. So here we go. Um, some quotes to support that Illyrio uh, being a Targaryen slash potential uh, route for Daenerys to take back Westeros. So these are just some quotes, some stuff, some food for thought, mm-hmm. things that we want to discuss here. Um, Tyrion won at Dance of Dragons. Tell me, Tyrion said as he drank, why would a magister of Pentos give three figs who wears the crown in Westeros? Where is the gain for you in this venture, my lord? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Illyrio says back, I am an old man grown weary of this world and its treacheries. Uh, it is so strange that I should wish uh, to do some good before my days are done to help a sweet young girl regain her birthright. If Daenerys is a sweet young girl, the Iron Throne will cut her into sweet young pieces. Fear not, my little friend, the blood of the dragon flows in her veins. Tell me more of her. The fat man grew pensive. The frightened child who sheltered in my manse died on the, Do- on the, on the Dothraki seed and, w- and was reborn in blood and fire. This dragon queen who wears her name is a true Targaryen. In a short span of days, she conquered Astapor, made Yunkai bend the knee, and sacked Marine. Um, let's see. Mantari will be next, 
If she marches west along the old Valerian road, if she comes by sea, well, her fleet must take on food and water at Volantis. Illyrio, uh, Illyrio can tell a true Targaryen. Uh, Illyrio can tell a true Targaryen is that because he is one of them. So that's the question. You know, right. basically, um, is that is that how he's able to tell? Ah, so we're getting into is Illyrio a Blackfire or a Targaryen? Yeah. Is that the, okay. Uh, maybe he sent ships to her marine. Uh, he is closer than most and definitely knows where she is. I'm starting to think Illyrio might uh, be making a return on his investment in in Danny uh, when his ships find her in the Dothraki uh, sea with Drogon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, let's talk about that for a second. Then we can yeah. go into the, the second che- part. The cheesemonger. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> he's uh, something. So we've talked a little bit about Varys and... Um, and Illyrio, and you know, maybe I'll read the second part because I think it does talk about uh, Varys. Okay, so another uh, quick here, a, a little P.S. Tyrion one. How is it that the spider became so dear to you, and the spider being Varys? Um, we were young together, two green boys in Pentos. Varys came from Myr. So Illyrio and Varys grew up together, and back when they, uh, back then, they would rob people. Um, they they used the small children. That's what they would call them. They would call them mice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Varys adopted the words "little birds" uh, when rising to power in King's Landing. So that just kind of talks about their details, their closeness. So, so can Illyrio tell that Danny is a Targaryen because he is one himself? Question. Well, I think he. I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think it's that he can tell. I think he knows. Obviously, she's a Targaryen. She has the look, and like he had to have known they came over because they came over. Um, kind of to him, um, but I think I think what he's I think the the true Targaryen is like a true ruler, like a true. This is more of like, oh, she's the real deal. Yeah, and I wonder, but you know, I also wonder if if um, if Illyrio is talking about the fact that um, this dragon's blood, you know, right. and that if that's a part of any of this, you know, because he talks about her being reborn in blood and fire, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right there. So. Um, well, right here, here's a uh, here's a quote, um, conver- little little segment of a conversation. This is a Dance with Dragons, chapter twenty four, the Lost Lord. Illyrio, could, this is uh, Lamore, aka Chardain, uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking to uh, John Connington. Uh, Illyrio, Illyrio could not have been uh, expected to know that the girl would choose to remain at Slaver's Bay. John, no more than he knew that the beggar king would die young or that Khal Drogo would follow him into the grave. Very little of what the fat man has anticipated has come to pass. I have danced to the fat man's pipes for years, Lamore. Wow. So basically pretends like he knows before it actually happens. Yeah. You know, um, is that kind of the, the yeah, basically he's 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 really good at uh, planning out how things will come to pass. The more I think about it, so I actually just listened to the chapter um, where Tyrion basically calls out uh, Griff and young Griff, uh-huh. and he and he realizes and he realizes who it is, and he says, um, "The other that's where they're they're sailing, and they're on the uh, the Sea Maid is that the name of the ship, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're kind of being attacked by the grayscale kind of people, yeah, and um, 
is when Tyr- Tyrion says to young Griff, he's like, yeah, if you had, if you had, if you had died, this whole thing would have been for naught. And then he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, I just, you know, let me have a look at you. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's like, yeah, this, the story of how you dye your hair um, yeah. for your mother hides the fact that your eyes are actually purple, not blue. Yeah. Um, and you've been trained and, and fighting and like, you know, arithmetic and they're doing like geometry together and all, all of these kinds of things. And he real, and so he realizes he's Aegon. Um, he thinks he's, uh, he thinks he is, um, Rhaegar's first son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aegon who was, who was killed. Right. Yeah. Poten- you know, potentially, potentially wasn't. Um, but a lot of people think Aegon could be a black fire. And this is uh, a lot of people think so there's theories that the plan is to, well, the plan was maybe to marry Aegon to Daenerys and then we have like a secure Targaryen yeah you know and it's just weird because um and maybe that ends either House Blackfire or it just secures he's, he's the just Targaryen playing a, line he's, he's playing a couple games isn't he because um I don't think they I don't think he anticipated uh Viserys dying you yeah. know out there with with Khal Drogo and stuff it's it's just um it's like he had two options you know yeah. or maybe several as many options he can have yeah yeah, yeah. you know because it's like how did if that if, if he has young Griff here, you know, it's because Viserys is alive, you know, and because yeah. Viserys is like the rightful, you know, if you're a Targaryen, rightful, you know, king there. Um, we've talked about all these all these issues with the ascension and you know bypassing the 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 female line and all that kind of stuff, you know. And now he has young Griff, who's aka maybe a Targaryen, black Blackfire, what have you. Um, now's the time to bring him forward. Her mm-hmm. brothers died, and she's gained power. So boom, he's bringing her yeah. forward. You know, um, yeah, I think with Illyrio and this kind of gets into their plan. I think it's more there's a better chance that Varus is a either Targaryen mm-hmm. or a Blackfire and that Illyrio just sees the potential of, well, if the Targaryens are back on the throne, because look what happened to Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. The Iron Crown dwindled away and now they're millions and millions of dollars in debt, whereas when um the Mad King was on there. It was overflowing with gold. So maybe for him, he makes more money if there's a Targaryen on the throne. So I think that's more of his kind of yeah. idea of as yeah. to why he would want to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if the Targaryens have to fight another fight, maybe it's, well, they're going to need sell swords. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has more ties to like the golden company or something. Cause I mean, clearly he's just all about wealth and power. So, yeah. Um, but I don't think he really wants like kingdom ruling power. I think well, he, you know, one thing to, to remember about Illyrio, and this is, um, it, was, it, it can be confusing in the books. Um, in the show, you see him for like two seconds. He's like, not yeah, a, he's yeah. like not a character. In the for show. sure, for sure. You know, but in the books, he has a, he has a softer side to him when, in regards to like his first love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to the, the women who he loves, you know. And so that sometimes you can kind of see where maybe he is just, he does have a side of him that's just a good guy wanting to do what's best for the realm. And he's getting older and it's just his one last like, you know. I am loyal and faithful to Varys, and if there's a connection to the Blackfires and Targaryens, cool, then he's going to, because he's obviously sheltered them, right. you know, and, and taken them in when, um, when, when he was the beggar king, you know, mm-hmm. when Viserys was, was, the, was the beggar king. You know, why do that? And uh, he just did. So th- there's, there's got to be some type of connection and, and, and tie there, in my mind. Um, what that is, I don't, I don't really know. But it'd be interesting if some of you want to, to go back and look at, you know, him talk about past loves and when he was a younger man and all this kind of stuff, you know, because it seems like he gets almost kind of cynical um, at the loss of his wife, you know, and then kind of, 
I don't know, turns into who he is now, but but still has this glimmer of you know good moments, mm-hmm. you know. So, but there's not a whole lot to him. I mean, there, well, there's a lot to him, but we just don't actually get a lot in the stories. You know, it's sort of uh, except for Tyrion. If you look at the the his travel with Tyrion, you get a lot of information there. So, yeah, he is uh, he is in two episodes of the show. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Just two. Yeah. Oh goodness, 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 goodness. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, Ghost. You know, as always, thank you very much. Thanks for the um for, for the dragon glass. Absolutely. We're gonna need it in the in the in the wars to come. Uh. So yeah. And uh, I think that's it for for the ghost this week. So we'll see uh, what we get next week. And I, uh, by the way, we did get another um, Raven from the ghost, just kind of saying, you know, like the research, man. I mean, it's just there's there's a lot, you know. And the ghost always kind of you know stumps me. Something. I mean, it's just tough. Like it's, I love it because like I'm all on we're we're it's driving. It's a true joust. Back it's and a forth. true like <laughs> all over the place. Just you know talking about different you know, um, theories and, and places where we left off in a dance of dragons and so on. So, um, I just want to say thank you to the ghost cause you've really encouraged me to like reread, um, all the ends of everyone's storyline. You have to, you have to do feast of crows too. You can't yep. just do dance of dragons because you know, some of that stops back in a feast of crows. Yeah. So it's, cra- it's crazy. Um, okay. All right, let's move on. Next Raven here. What do we got? Who we got? This is uh, Sir Matt of Birmingham. Yeah. The kingdom of Alabama. <laughs> All right. Where, man, we th- th- today I-, I was walking to my car after after work and I was like, gosh, it is hot out. So it must be, I don't know what how hot it is down there. Oof. Gosh. Goodness. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. In a recent episode, you mentioned not remembering how long Melisandre was at Dragonstone or when mm-hmm. she got there. That was me. Um, chapter 15, Tyrion of A Clash of Kings. Littlefinger reminds a small council members that Varys told us some years past that Lady Selyse had taken up with a red priest, a few rabbits to chase down the rabbit hole. In a Game of Thrones chapter 64, Mira Mazdor is preparing to perform the blood ritual to save Khal Drogo. She commands everyone to leave the tent and says, my song will wake the powers old and dark. The dance, uh, the dead will dance here this night. No living man uh, must look on them. The chapter continues inside the tent. The shapes were dancing. She glimpsed the shadow of a great wolf and another man wraithed in flames. My question, are these not representatives of R'hllor and the Great Other, Fire and Ice? If so, why are their avatars working together in this blood ritual? Is there actually a war between the two deities, or are they just a cosmic version of the Wheel of Westerosi? Um, lords that Danny referenced in the show, a wheel that must be broken. A wheel of time. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, my. oh my god! Uh, end of series theory. Uh, Danny spends her formative years um, saving slaves, and John spends his saving the free folk. Uh, this is uh, one of many ways that these two mirror each other. Good point. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Uh, they are the same in that they both know what it is like to be looked down upon, helpless and powerless due to uncontrollable circumstances. Danny is in exile while John is the bastard of Winterfell. They mm-hmm. have seen the misery inflicted on the weak by the whims of the powerful. Because of these shared experiences, my theory is that Danny or John or maybe even Tyrion will sit the Iron Throne in the end, but they will institute a form of democracy with representatives elective from the commons. Please keep up the outstanding work. I'm a big fan. Kind night, uh, kind regards, Sir Matt of Birmingham, in the wow, of Alabama. Well, Sir Matt, thank you very much. That's uh, this is this is good stuff here. Absolutely. Um, so let's dive back into this just a little bit here and talk about Rolor, the Great Other. Um, this conversation will never be over. I love no. it. Uh, it's fantastic though. But this is in a different. This is completely different. Um, 
I guess, type of lens Real quick. to look at it. Yeah. Real quick, before we jump into it, just because he slightly mentioned Tyrion, I want to remember something. Yep. So in the chapter, in John's, I, I think it's John's first POV v chapter, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's the second, it's where John is at the Great Hall, and they're eating, and Mance Raider is supposedly there, right? And he's talking, having yeah. a conversation. When he leaves, he goes out, and he has a, has a conversation with um, uh, Benjamin. Or, excuse me, Tyrion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord Adam Parker pointed this out, that Tyrion's shadow is cast, like, as tall as it could be a king. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, in, um, I want to, it's, it's, it's in A Dance of Dragons. I literally just listened to it. I don't remember which chapter it is. Because okay, I'm, yeah. I'm just flying through the yeah. t- Tyrion chapters right now. Um. John Connor, not John Connington, but someone on the boat. I can't. I'm blanking right now because I listened to it at work. Oh, yeah, it could have been Duck or something. Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calls Tyrion um, a giant, like jokingly calls Tyrion a giant. And I just thought of the two, and yeah. I just yeah. thought it's an interesting question. Tyrion's like, no one's ever called me a giant because Tyrion's like making up stories about himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. this is where he talks about how he learned how to tumble and yeah, and yeah. and things like that. And so yeah, he he jokes about like being being a giant. Yeah, yeah. You know, interesting. I was listening to an interview with Gurr about the about the somersaulting tumbling. Thing. Yeah, we I listen, we, we yeah. both listened to that. Yeah, and yeah, he was I, like, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Yeah, it, <laughs> but, he, but he but he later on though, Fixed as it. someone mentioned, he he just he brings up that it he makes a story. For yeah. a mistake, like he goes ahead and he's clever later on in the somersaulting and how he did it. And yeah, he says he so. says he's gotten like thousands of, of questions about like why wasn't Bran at the feast? Yeah, when John like in John's well, chapter, and he's like, I forgot the horse. That, <laughs> yeah, he's the, like the he's horse like, that has two that's two sexes or something. Yeah, a, you know whatever. Um, yeah, just different things where he's it's a lot to keep track of. You yeah, know? so um, okay. Now the the key quote here is or is it? or is, it? is yeah. does he actually <laughs> is there a su- you're yeah. right. and he's just there. he's just lying to us oh, about man. it. Um, so she glimpsed the shadow of a great wolf and another like a man um, wreathed in, fl- in flame. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is going on there? The question is: Are they not representations of her lore and the great other um, fire and ice, or is it a wolf? That turns into a man wreathed in fire. Whoa. Yeah. John is a wolf. Yeah. And so is she doing, I mean, it's it's like like blood magic, right? And mm-hmm. type of thing. And um, yeah, I don't know. She's she's in there kind of looking into the flames, right? I mean, she, this, this is Danny mm-hmm. looking in, right? Um, is that the way it is? Inside the tent, the shapes were dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, that's a really good question. I've honestly uh, not really thought much about the the actual shapes that, that she sees and stuff, yeah. you know? So, it, I'm kind of stumped on this one, you know? <laughs> R'hllor, the great other. Um, I, I don't know that it's that... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that they're... That in this specific, you know, s- situation that they are to... That one represents... You know the great other, and the other one. Grab, grab oh, I don't know. Relore. Maybe you do. I mean, that's so. Tell me. Sir. Well, I mean, think about this. You've got, you've got uh, Mira Mazdul, and she is also trying to save Kyle Drogo with the power of fire, uh-huh. right? And um, you've got her trying to save 
life. She's trying to save life, right, by keeping Khal Drogo alive. And uh, and what is she fighting against? Death, his impending death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she uses blood magic. One for one to live, one must die. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got something. And then yeah. you got ice and fire, which uh, Melisandre tells Davos. She's like, it is always two: is life and fire, or uh, fire and ice, life and death, light and darkness. Yeah, let's just real quick. I'm just reading her history because I think this is interesting. She she was a, she's a God's wife in the temple of the Great Shepherd, you know. So that's where that's where we kind of find her at. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother had been a God's wife before her and taught her all the spells and the songs. As a young girl, she traveled to Ashai. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to learn uh, the arts of the shadow binders, uh, she also studied uh, the the birthing songs of the Moon Singers. You know, and so on here. Herbs. She she knows herb lore and Dothraki and and medicine. Oh, and the medicines of Maester Marwyn. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I was looking for a connection, a direct connection to um, the the Red Priests and right. Priestesses. That's what I was looking for, but I didn't necessarily see one. Um, and maybe there is. It might be more subtle than what I'm looking for. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I uh, I don't. I've never paid much attention to her. Mm-hmm. To to this character, you know, and in, in the in the magic that she works, the fact that she's had been to a shy is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, yeah, she says uh, there will now there will be no stallion who mounts the world burning cities and trampling nations to the ground. Yeah, here's the other here's another good question. You know, um, mentioned by Sir Matt, is there actually a war between the two deities, or are they just a cosmic version of the Wheel of Westeros? So. Let's talk about that for a second because that's really what what stands out to me. And Danny and I have mentioned this before. Um, Danny talks about breaking the wheel, right? And and I think you know um, when you think about these things uh, mirroring the history, starting to mirror current events, you know, and how things sort of like history repeats itself type of thing. Uh, we talk about that in our own history and stuff. You do kind of see some of that happen, happening in, in in Westeros, and she's trying to break the wheel, right? So is there this? war that's just sort of a you know that's just a, a back and forth struggle that really never ends right. no one ever gains ground it's just sort of it's it's a part of like you know um i don't know i don't know yeah it's, it's i mean that's what it seems like right is that and just the same thing with the seven kingdoms is that there's always somebody else vying for power and yeah yeah it's it, i think the the core of this is getting back to it's a song of ice and fire you know and what does that mean you know, because you got to really remember that it, that is what it's all about is this ice and fire. So these are these two overarching themes, you know, and, and the gods that represent those, it seems like would be R'hllor and the great other, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't necessarily see them in the flames here, but maybe they are. You see them. I mean, you well, see if you've got if you've got the, if you've got the wolf, which but see, how, how do we connect the how do we connect the great wolf to the great other? The uh, way we do is through Melisandre when she sees she calls what she believes is the 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 great other she sees the boy the the you know mm-hmm. which is you know bran um there with uh blood raven yeah good well i mean sir ezra here we go we go, go back ahead. to the crows and the, the crows and the ravens oh, here God. but if it is the three-eyed crow that gets aka the great other or uh-huh. something mm-hmm. um that gets the dire wolves down to the stark children to protect them um, and then it is this idea that Ned says, like the gods sent us these wolves and I killed one of them mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. So is it then is 
Is it is it the great other that looks out for the for the Starks? Shame. I don't know. Christmas. You know? Oh gosh. That's just crazy. What here's a here's an idea. Here's a rabbit it's just hole. So mixed what up. What if the great other what if the great other is actually creating the White Walkers, not as this ultimate foe to defeat like all mankind, right? They're not like this nuclear weapon. What mm. if it's like what if it's <laughs> totally crazy what if it's like well the white walkers can def- can defeat the dragons and what if it all ultimately is actually just supposed to be this war between the wolf and the dragon okay yeah yeah a song of ice and, and then fire. but then but then like the starks because winter is coming right yep. which we talked about is it is actually mean like oh we're preparing for it or does it mean no winter is coming like it's our yeah. rally cry yeah um yeah yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know, or maybe it's like their own version of the Doom. Like the mm-hmm. the Great Other is, you know, has its own version of the Doom, and it's I yeah. don't know. Yeah, except the Doom didn't happen because they built the wall, right? Yep, and it's it's too much for me right now. It's tough. It's it's, it's good. It, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're ever gonna know because it, it just just because it gets so. Because when we think about because think about this, we we keep thinking that oh, it's a song of ice and fire, and ice and fire are supposed to come together. But it's also kind of believed that it's a fight between ice and fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then you have the Starks who, if the Starks represent ice, then it actually should be a war between ice and fire. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like Jon Snow and the Starks are actually would be fighting against ice mm-hmm. with fire. Well, you know what I mean? I isn't know. that, isn't I know. that weird? Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. Well, and it, yeah, it's it's like. I know in the show they're they're gearing up more towards the marriage of ice and fire, right? You know, type of thing, like the union, right? You know, to fend off something, um, you know, evil. But um, it very well may not be that way in the books. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's you're right. It's 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 they're fighting. That one presses this, you know, pushes south. The other one pushes north, back and forth. They're vying for control and stuff, you know. And again, it, it, sometimes you know, Gur has said it's not like God, it's not like one of these gods is going to step out on. Westeros and just you know right. it's gonna be a battle of the gods or whatever it's it's just their influence yeah, it's not, not a they clash, this, not a this, clash of the titans right they have this subtle influence on these players and so you know it does get kind of you know muddled and I think that's the way he wants it so um, you know, another really good point though is that is the um, connection between Danny trying to save slaves and then John you know helping the free folk I think that is uh, a, a really cool uh, thought there just that the the, the two mirror each other and then. Um, they are the same in that they both know what it's like to be looked down upon, helpless, powerless due to uncontrollable circumstances. Danny's in exile. John is a bastard. Uh, they have seen misery, etc. Because of these shared experiences, my theory is that Danny or John or maybe even Tyrion will sit the Iron Throne. Um, so there you go. I think a lot of people have kind of, you know, thought that Danny, uh, John, and Tyrion. I'm, I think a lot of people are on the boat that you know you could. How crazy would that be to see Tyrion sit the Iron Throne? Yeah. Um, and then he says that they will institute a form of democracy with represent, representatives elected from the commons. That's interesting. There's the, breaking that, the wheel. That actually is the was the theory suggested in Talking Thrones uh, air quotes here plot leaks for really for the, the upcoming thing. Would that would they would they, would they get rid of the Iron Throne and they say everything's going back to kingdoms? And so you're yeah. you're going to go back either back go back to the Seven Kingdoms or you go to some some form of like democracy. Wow, that's crazy. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. Where they're elected. Although I will say this, based upon the way things work in Westeros, I think a democracy would be even worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, be crazy. Because uh, I don't think it would be like a United States democracy, and not that, not that our system is even that great. Uh, in 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 the first place, with uh, you know, hacking and meddling mm-hmm. and yeah. just lobbyist groups buying everything. That's basically what you'd have. You'd have people like Littlefinger who are just become lobbyists. Yeah, um, yeah, and and you know, and you know, things like that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, uh, Sir Matt of Birmingham, I'm gonna have to think a little more on this, and and possibly, you know, get back to this one a little bit because I want to do. Sometimes people will send us stuff, and uh, this is not one I read the first two beforehand, but I did not have a chance to really read this one, and I like to go look stuff up. You guys caused me to 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 dive back into the books and and, and look up different things. So I think I'm gonna do that with this, and possibly. Uh, come back to it next next week. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. put a little note on myself here. So come back to next Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and read. We asked you guys to send us some of your stories. Um, how you got into how you got into the, the series? And this one is from uh, Sir Grant, the Yellow Knight. We're probably gonna do one of these in like the main show and just keep. Yeah, we got out. we got quite a few. Got and quite, honestly, yeah, if you yeah. have a story, you send it to us. BTK Cast man, send us the story. Your how you got into the series and everything. So you know, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Sir Grant, the Yellow Knight. Uh, just a little bit about me. In the world of fantasy novels, I started with The Hobbit uh, when I was younger, followed by The Lord of the Rings. I have since been through both again. I finished my third go-round at a Wheel of Time series. What? And always love it. I didn't come across Gur Martin's work until I see, I've seen a few uh, free episodes of A Game of Thrones come up on my satellite TV. I was immediately hooked and bought all six seasons to get caught up. Yes, I was that far behind. <laughs> I have since finished A Song of Ice and Fire or um, what is available. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. I uh, followed up by reading A Night of the Seven Kingdoms and I'm currently halfway through A World of Ice and Fire. Hey, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably right with us. Uh, on the immediate list of books to read this year are Fire and Blood, Fall of Gondolin, and um, the Baron, Baron Luthien. Baron yeah. Luthien story. Yeah. Uh, I've read The Samarillion and loved it, so I'm uh, excited to go deeper into those stories. Other books uh, I take interest are more military accounts of history. Some of my favorites include Lone Survivor, American Sniper, Shooter, um, 12 Strong, and Homer's Iliad. Yeah. I have a seven-year army career where I served as an infant soldier, but I didn't read a lot. I sort of fell out of touch with the fantasy genre since I have been out, I have finished school and I've uh, dove head first back into yeah, it. over yeah. time. I'll continue to send more about myself. Uh, if you are interested to know more, your friend, the yellow Knight. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Interested to know more. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Sir uh, Grant, I mean, that's awesome. You know, that that's the Hobbit is the first book that I kind of read. And, I, and that's probably the first fantasy. I mean, uh, for a lot of us, it other was, than, you know, I think if you, it's not really fantasy, I guess it's kind of, you know, like, Elementary school, I think I read like Bridge Terabithia. I read Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I, yeah. that was actually my first entries. It was like third, fourth grade or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And we all, you know, I, I you know, we all liked, I really loved it. And I was like, wait. And then I found out, wait, there's more yeah. of these. And yeah. so I like dove what? in and read the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your, uh, his connection to Wheel of Time, I mean, um, I know. It, so I actually, I think I said this in, in, in my story that, uh, I started Wheel of Time and I had to stop mm-hmm. to get into Game of Thrones and then had to come back to it, you yeah. know, because because I wanted to read it before the series had actually got out there. Yeah. Um, but people man. have asked people have asked us because, you know, we, we have other projects uh, too, podcasting projects. When are we starting Wheel of Time podcast? And the answer is 
probably never uh, <laughs> because it's just too it's too daunting. It's 15. It's like 15 books. How would you ever if you if you did a chapter a week? OK, we'll finish in 30 years. Yeah. And well, so basically, guys, we'll do it. No, yeah, we'll, we'll do, do it, it at some point. It's it's on it's on the back burner. It's uh it's 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 gonna it's gonna happen oh the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass leaving memories that be that become legend legend fades to myth and even myth is so long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again hey the dragon reborn hey who's a better dragon daenerys or randall thor okay (laughs) uh good good one yeah i like the hobbit no i like i think i like the hobbit um as a book better than lord of the rings but i definitely think the movies are the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. are better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's uh, you know that's some avid reading there. Getting into the Silmarillion and stuff, man. Woo, that is some deep stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Sir Grant. You know, and again, continue to send those stories. We we would love to read your stories on uh, on Fall Out Friday and kind of and, and again, not even on the main show. You know, we've got I think we've got four or five uh, still in uh, absolutely in the old inbox that we're that we're saving um, just to kind of spread out and stuff. But if we get more, man, I mean, we yeah. want to read those stories and because and, it is neat to kind of hear yeah. how you got into it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when you find somebody too. I've had, I have a lot of respect for uh, another podcast that I listened to uh, guys who've been reading it and to hear their perspective from the early nineties, you Absolutely. know, moving forward and having to wait for those novels. My goodness. You know, I was kind of that way with wheel of time waiting for, uh, right. Brandon Sanderson to finish up the series and I was like well crap I'll just start back with Game of Thrones and just you know plow through it so uh, yeah and, I'm, and uh, Sir Grant also super excited about Fire and Blood this year yes yeah very excited because yeah even now as we're going through it we're I've been listening to the Rogue Prince the audiobook to get ready for our patron episode about Damon Targaryen the lead up to the Dance Dragons we're gonna get so much more I this book isn't gonna have Blackfire Rebellion but it is going to have more of Aegon's Conquest and the Dance of Dragons, mm-hmm. which is really the big precursor to Blackfire Rebellion. It's a lot of the same stuff happens. It's a lot right. of the same reasons. So, so, and uh, you know what I, you know what I really think we're going to get? Yeah, I think this is my guess is that um, Jaharis, the conciliator. There's oh, this yeah, like the there's this like seventy year period where it's just like that's well everything it, was good. That's exactly what I was about to ask. You, is is what I think do you that's think? what we're going to get. It's, yeah. I think that's going to be a big part of it. We're going to see more about it. Um, we'll get a lot more of those, a lot more of those Kings who have, we haven't learned as much about. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. So those other stories like the rogue prince and, uh, sons of the dragon, um, like sons of the dragon is buried in a, in a book called the book of swords, you know, and yeah, you can find it separated people. They all, they're all buried in things. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my point is I think they might actually take those stories and I think you might recycle them into a a fire and blood because they're all about the Targaryens. And if you read, if you go listen to our Black Council, you'll definitely hear the depth and the dialogue and the back and forth that you get. Um, you know, uh, just a quick snidbit for the, the Rogue Prince. Um, the two different versions of the story um, by, uh, is it uh, Mushroom? Yeah. Mushroom, the, the, the dwarf. Um, yeah, he's the, he's the jester. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, he's, he like, he's like Moon Boy. Yeah. He Except kinda, Cersei wasn't fucking him. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it was long dead. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, he tells a tale that man. I mean, it's like, who do you believe? There are two completely. Well, not there. There's some similarities, but they're mm-hmm. very different t- tellings of Rhaenyra's relationship or not relationship with Kristen Cole and um and, and Daemon Targaryen. So, you know, I think Fire and Blood's going to have. I think it's going to be similar writing style to what we got in in those uh those little offshoot novel novellas. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Um, just because I I just 
listen to this. Yeah. Um, so Tyrion, when he's on, he's like, he's sailing and he kind of realizes where he's at. He's thinking about, he's thinking about his histories and stuff like that. Right. Um, and he realizes kind of, Oh, I'm like over by like Philantis and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he, uh, is talking about, he, he again references some of these, uh, some of the things, how some of the masers have disputed history, historical facts and stuff yeah. like that. There's a book he's talking about that were uh, there's a true co- that, like the full copy no one has, um, and he's he's like I wonder if one of those chapters is over here in this this great library and oh, he wow. he references that the book oh god I've been blanking on what it's called right now yeah um, is sealed away in the bottom of the citadel what yeah what yeah <laughs> oh man it is like really old and yeah. possibly has yeah. all kinds of secrets well I mean the show will tell you right now that there's you know that basically those old record books that we kind of dismiss, mm-hmm. you know, are very telling. I think yeah. that's just unreal that we're, we read a novel where the author, you know, is telling us through, I mean, look at what um, John Aaron was trying to find in a book of, of genealogy, right? Just basically, you know, the traits, the, the phenotypes that are kind of passed down or whatever between, you know, uh, father to son and so on, you know, that becomes super significant. And actually, you know, the more I've looked at, 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 you know, the seed is strong and, and try, trying to look piece together how, what, you know, different uh, characters might look, um, you know, or who they might be, who their parents might be. You have to kind of consider that book a mm-hmm. little bit. So anyways, oh, okay. Um, and also next week, remind me, sir, Matt, I have a, a theory. We're going to, I'm going to kind of, uh, I had a little, um, what, what, what do I call this? Like heartbreak. Uh, oh gosh. You know, I, I, I'm always speculating, uh, theorizing, writing up stuff, and I had I was working on one, working, 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 and then finally uh, I came across a quote from uh, George uh, that basically put it to bed, uh, kind of possibly about 90% to bed, so I want to share that next week, so uh, don't let me forget, I will um, write mm-hmm. that down. It basically has to do with uh, uh, Rhaegar's children, so mm-hmm. very cool little thought that I had, and I want to see what you guys out there think about it. So anything else this week? Um, Sir Matt. Uh, nope, that is it. That is it for us this week. Uh, sorry, guys, kind of a shorter episode, I guess. We have a lot more Ravens, but we have one that literally is so long. Uh, it's, yeah, and I'm kind of <laughs> I, I kind of rushed Sir Matt today because I got a I got a uh, little rendezvous I got to get to. But um, next week we are, we have uh, a Raven from Sir Gibbs uh, discussion on John's true parentage, and as as, as Matt just said, uh, Drew sent us a, a, a Raven about bloodlines that is just huge. So it's gonna. We need to. We just need some research time. Yes. We yeah. Do. We <laughs> do. Sometimes we take a peek at them, and I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. You know, and and you know, um, and we want you guys to know too. We we give our we try to give our best effort on every raven that we get too. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just sometimes. Yeah, you we never were, know where the content rights we take you. Yeah, you know? we yeah we we record typically on Thursdays. The episode goes on Fridays. You have up till Thursday to send it to us. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes we get these really long ones, and we get them on like Wednesday night or, yeah, Thursday, yeah. or Thursday morning. It's and I we go to work, and it's we get off work and come right, back. Right. And it's like I don't have time to dig yeah, all yeah. the way through. But that's okay. That just means that's fine. it's going to yeah. come up next week, and That'd you're going to get yeah, your best made, effort. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alrighty. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us this week. And in the words of House Buckwell, pride and purpose. Who the hell? Who the hell is House Buckwell? Buckwell. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're reference. Are they okay? 